Okay guys, we're super excited to come at you and tell you about this new opportunity with Anchor, okay? So now, we can actually have you guys support us monthly. So you can give $1.99 or $4.99 or $9.99 uh, to support us on Anchor, okay? And what that will pay for is our editor. We just got a guy uh, who's going yes. to be editing our podcast so I don't have to do it anymore and it should be on time from here on out. Uh, yeah, and we hope to do this every week and I don't know if we're gonna ever take a season off or anything like that. We don't plan to take any time off right now, but you never know what happens. Okay. Life happens. Okay. But we want to be able to give you this quality content of us talking and communicating this way. We're finding that it really benefits people and we love the fact that we're helping out marriages and, and other families and stuff like that. So if you want to support us, you can do that. Uh, and here are the directions. All you have to do is go to your web browser. Just go to anchor.fm backslash H-M-A-Y. It is yet to be launched on the Anchor app by itself, but you have to do it through a web browser. And this is also only for the US. So only people in the US, you can pay through Apple Pay or Google Pay. Every time we get a new supporter, we'll make sure to shout you guys on the latest podcast. We really appreciate anything, any amount that you can give. Um, we are looking forward to making this podcast something beautiful and great. We're actually hoping to birth other things um, from this podcast that one day, um, Hopefully in the more near future than later, you guys will get to be a part of. So whatever dollar amount you guys can contribute, feel free to do it. And if you can't contribute right now, we totally understand that. And if you can right now, but you can't in the future, we totally understand that too. So yeah. do what you gotta do, make the decision you gotta make. Just know that we love you and we're gonna be here no matter what. Yeah, and also if you already support us on Patreon, we appreciate your support so can much. Can you say that over again? And if you already support us on Patreon, we appreciate your support so OMG. If you already support us on Patreon, we appreciate your support so much. Thank you. And <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to support us here. And you'll, you know, yeah. Yeah. Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belize Mel. And we're here with episode seven of How, How Married Are You? you? This is a little crooked. Yeah. Maybe you should move over here. Scoot over. Yeah, you should move closer to me. Hopefully we're still it's in focus. It's a little hot. But... Yeah. So we don't have our toddler tears mugs because we are, uh, it's too hot and we're in the garage and yeah, we got 30 minutes. So. Multitasking. Okay. Anyways, did we already say it today? We did. You're going to just turn that around. Today's our anniversary and our mother, my mother-in-law is in town. So she took the boys to the park, and Anaya is sleeping, and this we is, are here. Yeah, we're just knocking out this little bit of time that we have, and gonna a much needed podcast. So we're just gonna um, pick up from last week okay. where we left off. We got into a little bit of a tiffy, tiff, and um, I'm curious if anyone thought that was a tiff. I mean, we were a little. Yeah, okay, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was it was something that I don't think the the viewers heard. So last week we were having an issue with leaving Cleve was the subject. Mm -hmm. We weren't having an issue. You were having an issue. No, listen. Someone on my Instagram brought it up. <laughs> All right, so you're, you're blame shifting. Yes. So <laughs> she had an issue. We found out with leaving Cleve, um, and we got into this kind of like a, a frustrating situation 
Um, and we found ourselves over like a friend of ours house, our mentor couple, we found ourselves over their house and we got into it. No, we didn't actually get into it. We actually found resolution there by just bringing it up to them. And so they kind of helped us talk through a little bit of it. And what was the s solution? What was the, what did we come out with there? My bottom line was when, when, what are you looking at, my boobs? No, your mic, always the same thing. You always have these low hanging shirts. Glenn, it's not funny. Okay, but this thing is like all the shirts hang low and the mic hangs low. Okay, so picking up from last week, what did we learn, babe? What was the solution? Are we going to Tennessee or we not? We are not going to Tennessee. Why? Because. <laughs> because I'm always nervous when he asks me things like this, like clarifying questions like why, because then I feel like I'm about to answer it wrong on the test, and I'm a good test taker, so I don't like to get the questions wrong. But anyway, the bottom line. I don't have that much authority. How about it? Go ahead. The bottom line when it comes to leaving and cleaving is doing what's best for your nuclear family, right? Yeah, is your that the right immediate family. Your immediate family, like so for us, the core. And so going to Tennessee right now would be us putting expenses towards something that we're, when we could be putting those expenses toward another thing. And it also would cause Glenn anxiety and, um, a loss of momentum and so we want to value that because he is the sole provider of our home yeah and so we just have to make sure that we take care of home base first yeah and, and the language that he used pat and shan what what they used was you know like do i not value family or do i value us more hmm. you know and so that was kind of one of the things we had to think about and I felt like I wasn't really communicating to her. And I feel like she kind of gets it now, a little bit at least. And, you know, I just have to, you know, keep my promises. So next time we say, hey, we're going to go somewhere and I agree, then we're going, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We are super excited about How Married Are You? The podcast is, I feel like it's touching a lot of people. I've had people walk up to me and say, yo, I love your podcast. And I'm low-key offended because you know, belief in fatherhood is like the main thing. And I've been really busting my butt with that for years. And for people to come and be like, yo, the podcast though. I'm kind of like, yo, don't disrespect the YouTube channel. But they're not disrespecting, they're just saying how much they love it. So the I'm sensitive. Go ahead. I'm sensitive. So anyway, but the YouTube channel, I mean, the podcast has been getting a lot of love. Uh, we've put out six episodes. We're probably, we're right around 3,000 listeners per episode which is pretty big i feel mm -hmm. um and we have about almost i think 200 itunes reviews which is awesome so if you have not reviewed how married are you please go do that right now okay leave a review on itunes or on google um and if you can if you're listening on anchor and even if you're not listening on anchor download the anchor app and leave us a voice memo of your iTunes review or just tell us how much you love and appreciate the podcast. We're going to do that right now. We're going to listen to words of affirmation, which is our way of showing some love to the people who have left us voice messages on Anchor. What up? This is Jay Ruckers and you're listening to How Married Are You? And these are words of affirmation. Glenn Yvette, How Married Are You? This is D1 Legacy. I uh, just had to call in and let you guys know I really appreciate um, the podcast you guys are doing together. Uh, you guys had such a uh, 
rhythm and a connection with each other and you were touching on so many different topics when in, in regards to uh relationships and marriages that can really relate to a lot of people so just wanted to call you up and uh, tell you that uh i was listening to you uh, your last episode and i was captivated and i listened to you guys all day because uh, like i said uh, you guys really have a such a uh, way about you way about you that is so uh down to earth you know you have your ups and your downs but you guys are just you know it's just the way you're relating to people and uh just dealing with everyday life and being together learning to love each other and continue to build so just wanted to chime out to you and say i appreciate what you guys are doing wasn't that dope? That was awesome, right? D Win Legacy, thank you so much for leaving that voice memo. He's a podcaster on Anchor, just like us. So he heard of us and he wanted to show us some love. So we definitely appreciate that. If you want to leave us a message, it's so easy. All you have to do is click the little message part right on Anchor and um, just leave a message, leave a voicemail. But listen, um, make sure that it's not, you're not doing it while you're driving in a car with the windows down. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because like sometimes we can't hear stuff. You but know? If, if that's what you need to do to do it, just do it. You can do it that way too. But then we... If good... there's children screaming in the background, just do it. No. You're, so you're not editing the, the audio. So you don't have to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? So just try to make sure it's quiet. I'm just... <laughs> do it when you're on the toilet. All right. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just trying to say I know how it is. You don't always get quiet. We're celebrating our wedding anniversary today, and <laughs> it's been eight years. Yes, eight years we're married. It doesn't feel like eight. It doesn't. It feels like a lot has happened in eight years. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like eight years. Yeah. When I think of like, oh, you know, I think of four years of high school, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is forever. Or mm -hmm. eight years of college. I'm mm -hmm. like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then I think of eight years being married, and I'm like, that wasn't eight years. You know, but if... The way our kids set up, <laughs> it was it's eight years. years. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I am glad I get to do life with you. <sighs> Me too, babe. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. Did you guys hear the pause? Yeah. It was a it's more than that. It's like, it's not about favorite. It's like, it's not about you being my favorite. It's like there being no one else. Like there, there is no one to compare you to, to for like, so favorite. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's hard to say you're my favorite because mm. it's kind of like, who else is there? You're just so deep. Mm. And today's podcast topic is all about what it was like marrying a virgin. And actually, one, maintaining abstinence mm -hmm. and then marrying a virgin. Mm -hmm. Now, when we brought this conversation up and I was like, yo, we should ask some people who follow us on Instagram what their thoughts are. Is it realistic to be abstinent in 2018? Mm -hmm. Got a lot of responses. Some people was like, well, the word of God don't change. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, totally understand that. But then I was like, do we really all follow the word of God, like, mm -hmm. completely? Or do we just follow it as far as sex is concerned? You know, we did a poll and the poll turned out to be like super, like, it was a lot of people who actually said that. I was actually surprised. So let me, before we um, go there. I was surprised because when I asked the question, I kind of like whenever I ask a question that's a poll, I kind of already have an expectation of what the results will be. And so the question itself was, and is the expectation of abstinence in 2018 realistic? And I don't know how people were interpreting the question because I feel like there were different interpretations to the question. Yeah. But my question when I asked it was like, 
I was actually asking, is it realistic to expect your partner to be a virgin? But you were saying, is it realistic to practice abstinence in a dating relationship? Yeah. So um, I'm curious how people were interpreting the question. But when I was thinking of it as, is it realistic to find a virgin to be in a relationship with, my expectation was people would be like, not at all. Like, if one person in a relationship wants to be abstinent, then I think that it would be easier than, yeah. at least one of them has to be wanting it strongly. Anyway, what was your thought when you asked the question? Yeah, I thought it was gonna be, uh, is it realistic to want someone to be abstinent? Like, is that fair? Um, and the whole reason is because I remember um, before, before Tyrese went crazy, Okay, so Tyrese was on the Breakfast Club. He was on Gibson. Yeah, Tyrese Gibson, the the, the singer and actor. You may don't know that he went insane. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that. in the past two years he went insane. But before that, he had a show with Rev Run, and he was like talking about like how, you know, you should not demand that a man does not have sex with you. Like it's rude. And he was saying like, there's no way that I'm gonna marry someone without. At least testing and see if if their oh wow your vagina is good like that oh, was wow. what he was saying you know what I mean and I just for me like I don't like to really judge people and I know everybody's going through their process and every man is different so I'm very like I'm very like big on like I don't call people deadbeat dads a lot you know what I'm saying like I don't tell somebody that they're horrible for cheating or anything like that because I know we're all susceptible to, to of doing anything you know what I'm saying like Martin Luther King did it like what makes me any special, anything better, you know what I'm saying? But I just realize, you know what I'm saying, that there are real vices out there. So I'm not big on calling people or whatever, but I was really upset with this guy because I'm like, yo, this dude is like, like just making it okay for women to like, I mean, not for women, but for women to be viewed as like prudes for valuing their sexuality, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or like wanting mm -hmm. to hold it as something valuable. Mm -hmm. And not to say that women who, give it away or like or more or who are more promiscuous or whatever or like you know sluts like I don't think that but I'm just saying like for women who don't want to do that like why would you shame someone for that and um and so when I was dating it was already something because I was like like I love God right and I knew that when the scriptures talk about like you know when a man commits sexual immorality he sins against himself and you know what I'm saying? Like he sins against himself, really. Um, and so you won't find anywhere in the Bible that says, you know, don't fornicate, right? But you'll it'll say don't be sexually immoral and that is what fornication mm. is. You know yeah. what I mean? And so at least at least I can't remember anywhere in the Bible that says don't fornicate. But I think it was interesting coming into our relationship and we that was all like you didn't have to be like, now listen, I'm a virgin, so don't try to have sex with me. Yeah. It wasn't even like we I, talked I, about yeah. it. It just was like, duh. Yeah, it was like common sense. <laughs> like, yo, these are the standards yeah. that I have as a person. Yeah, how did you even find out I was a virgin? I don't remember explicitly saying I'm a virgin. I might have found out like in premarital. Really? Was it that late? I don't know if it was that late. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. But it just wasn't, it wasn't something that mattered, right? Um, because I don't feel like sex is one of those things where it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like something that you practice and get good at. You don't feel like it's something you practice. No, and I think it's. I think it is oh. something you practice and get good at. I don't think it's something that's like, well, I have to see if you're good enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? But how did you feel 
marrying someone who wasn't a virgin? Um, I don't think it was ever like a real, I don't think it was an expectation of mine that I would marry a virgin because I grew up in a culture of people that were so, you know, active and uh. doing stuff. And so um, it would have been. You don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I start talking and I'm like, oh, shoot, I already Am started. Am I going to hurt your feelings? Um, it would have been nice to marry a virgin, I think, because of all the stuff that we had to deal with when we first got married. Like, my mind was playing tricks on me about, like, his experiences with other people and if they were better. And um, is he thinking about them when we're intimate? Or would he rather be with one of them than me because I suck and I don't know what I'm doing? Or... There was just a lot of mind games going on during that time. So I think marrying a virgin would have been, it would have been stressful. a little bit easier. It would have been less stressful. We both would have been figuring it out together. Um, but I don't know. What was your question? Did I answer it? <laughs> no, I just wanted to know your thoughts on marrying someone who wasn't a yeah, virgin. Yeah, it was, it was hard. What was your expectation versus your experience? My expectation versus like, my... Like, did you feel like I would be more patient? I felt like you were extremely patient. Um, I actually had higher expectations of myself. Like, before we were married, I was kind of horny. Like, you know, like, I just, you know, just wanted him. And so I thought, <laughs> when it came time, I would be like, yeah, let's do this. But then it came time and I was like... Can we talk about wedding night? Yes. Okay. So wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain it? Cause sure. So wedding night, you know, like when we're taking our pictures, I even was looking at pictures um, beef, like this past week um, of like us taking our the bride and groom formal pictures mm -hmm. and i remember during that time glenn would like whisper stupid stuff in my ear to like wow. make me laugh about what was going to happen like that night <laughs> and so anyway we get to the hotel room so and uh you know we get ready and i just can't y'all like i just couldn't i my body like tensed up it just was not happening and it couldn't happen and I didn't want to force it. And so Glenn and I ended up ordering burgers and sitting in bed eating burgers. <laughs> that was her perspective. And so my perspective was much different. Oh, what I was, was your like, perspective? I was like. Oh, yeah. He's like, I've been waiting five years for this. Yeah. Because no. you had been abstinent for five years yeah. at that point, right? Yeah. So I, I had, I was confused because Yvette had seemed so like curious you know and i i actually i didn't know you were a virgin because i was like man she can't be a virgin no why way. because you were so like you know what i'm saying like so like touchy feely touchy wanting and, to kiss yeah and it was like i was like dang like this girl like seems like she's like ready to jump my bones at any <laughs> time you know what i'm saying so then when <laughs> so then when we <laughs> in the room you like put a robe on and you were like did i put a robe on you put a robe on not my blue robe though no not you what had it robe? was like a hotel robe oh okay and you were like like covered up and i think you had lingerie on underneath, underneath yes and you didn't the, the thing was you didn't know how yeah 
And so, so that was the problem too, is I had romanticized this idea of what it would be like because of what I had seen in the movies. You know, like in the movies, it's all natural. Like I grew up thinking, oh, when I get married, like we're gonna just be in the kitchen cooking and he's gonna be doing whatever. And then we're just gonna get it on on the kitchen sink. And like, <laughs> well, I mean, if I knew that was an option, we would have been having sex in the kitchen for sure. Anyway, that's what I was thinking, like that type of stuff. I had like this whole idea that it was natural and it just kind of happened. It does. And it does. Yeah. But at that point in our marriage, I didn't. You it know. was a, we were married for like six <laughs> hours. And so we get there and I'm so confused and I'm like, yo, like she won't let me touch her. She's confused. She's like. I could tell like she's just like and I'm just like yo like what is happening so that night she ends up telling me confessing to me that she had no idea what sex is like how to have it or what happens really yeah and you had to call your mom I called my mom to complain yeah and she didn't have, like, no one ever gave it a sex talk her entire, and I feel like this is, like, I feel like this is an epidemic in church culture hmm. where we want our children not to have sex so bad that we guilt and, like, make them feel shame for even thinking about it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And being curious. And for me, I was like, man, this is going to be a long road. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was, mm -hmm. it was a hard, hard time. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah, it was a long road. Long road. Yeah, long road. So, like, I'd say six years. <laughs> yes. Yeah, six years. Because it was like, I don't know, like... Even we try to talk about sex, it would just be like, mm, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. It was just something I didn't grow up talking about. And I think, like, I so want that to be. And I don't, like, fault my parents at all for it because I realized, like, for especially thinking about my mom, she is still so innocent. She is so innocent. Like, I have conversations with her. And the other day I was teasing her because of something she said. And I was like, mom, you're just so innocent. And I am the same way, like I am the same way. So she can't, she can't talk to me about something that hasn't been talked to her about necessarily. Mm. Or maybe she can, because I hope to do that with Anaya and the boys. Um, but I don't know, it just seems like it wasn't something that she was equipped to talk with me about. And so I didn't have that conversation. And my dad's, the extent of my dad's conversation was keep your legs close type thing. My mom didn't really say anything. And I don't fault them at all for that. Um, but I do think that as a culture, like as a culture of believers, that we need to do a better job talking to young people about that. Like we don't need to put the fear of God in them. We need to educate them about what, the importance of sex in marriage and the gift that it is from the Lord. Like, it's not just so that we can procreate. It's so that we can also, like, have a connection with our spouse that we don't have with any other person in the world. Um, and so, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, it took me a long time to even be able to talk about it. Thank God for good friends. And so this is, like, for me, like, 
your expectation was super high, right? From your parents, like, yo, nope, right? My parents, uh, like my dad, I don't even think my dad really talked to me about it. My mom would tell me about it, but she was like, it was, it was like, yeah, don't do it. But if you go and do it, wear a condom. You know mm. what I'm saying? So like the expectations were very low yeah. for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't think she actually believed herself when she said don't do it. We should link. I have a blog post that I wrote about. Um, yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. So we'll put that in the notes. Um, but yeah, like the, the expectations were very low. Um, and I do feel like there, there is positive, like even there's positivity now. You know mm. what I mean? But it took a lot of like bravery for, on your part. In like a lot of patience on my part, but I don't feel like I was actually that patient that first night. Like I was more upset. I felt, I felt like. By day three, we didn't have sex until day three of our honeymoon. Yeah. Well, like it was our wedding day, then the next day. So the third day of being husband and wife, we had sex. Yeah. So this is the thing, though. Like. But he coerced it. Oh God! Yeah, it felt bad. So listen. <laughs> so this this is what. So like this is this is what I'm thinking, right? So where I'm from, like what, not where I'm from, but where, how I grew up, like I, as a man, was taught that men go after and try to coerce women to have sex by, like, that's, that's called game. Mm -hmm. Now, that's not right at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's manipulative. Mm -hmm. Now, as a saved person, like, I've, like, put that away and I've been looking forward to this day. And then... I had to do the same thing to you. So even in my marriage, I felt like I had to coerce you and like trick you into having sex. And that made me feel like, oh, well, almost as guilty as you felt. I don't think it was tricking me. You just. But it didn't feel right. Mm. It didn't feel like like love or like patient, long suffering mm -hmm. kindness. It mm -hmm. felt like, nah. This is supposed to happen. Like, I know. Like, if I felt entitled and... And it did feel like that for me, too. It felt like something that I was supposed to do, not something that I desired to do. Yeah. And that was... And I didn't understand that. that yeah, that was hard. That was super hard. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, it's like, how do you now tell people, like, oh, yeah, you should wait? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, the truth is, like, you know, waiting, waiting to have sex, what, what's the real benefit? I don't understand. What do you so, mean? So, I'm saying like this. Now, what, what we didn't do, what I feel like it was super healthy about us is that we had no, um, like, we weren't blind. Like, that's how I could say, yo, if this doesn't work and I'm cool. Because I didn't have any, like, soul tie to you. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't, mm. it was really, it made common sense for us to be together. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It wasn't like, oh. They make I, me feel good. Right, again. they make me feel good in this way. And I, I don't know where I'm going to get this type of affection mm -hmm. from. Or, you know, um, I was trying to get something out of you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And so the, the, what I kept telling myself was, like, I know that this will get better. And this is all about an investment, you mm -hmm. know. And I didn't know when it was going to happen. But I was just like, whatever, eventually this will be better. Mm -hmm. um, the cool thing, though, is that we didn't have uh, a lot of the stressors 
that other people have where we feel like addicted to each other or like our life would, our lives will be over if we didn't you know I was committed to you before the sex so even though the sex wasn't something we both desired you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. we were still committed to each other beyond that and I think that makes our relationship mm -hmm. way stronger mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying yeah self-control is, is is a big thing yeah and even when we weren't when we were absent before uh, getting married you know like you know the fact that we waited showed self-control on both of our parts I feel mm -hmm. you know the question was is the expectation of abstinence in 2018 realistic 73% of people polled said yes and 27% said not at all so yes it's realistic was the most common answer that was over a thousand people that um, participated in that survey Okay, so this is actually interesting because this person said, guys have ghosted me once I told them I'm waiting and girls at a Christian university told me, good luck, <laughs> mm. which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, this girl said, I haven't found any males who are waiting. If you know of any, send them my way. <laughs> um, this person said, realistic because a vision with true discipline transcends culture, mm. cultural norms. I've seen it. This person said, if they are a current, if they have a current relationship with Christ, it is or should be expected. Um, this person said, millennials are more sexualized and advertised to than any generation before. Um, this person said, I'm a realist, so no, not realistic. However, it should be maybe a very small percentage but why yeah and so like i guess the importance of it i feel like is that it 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 takes away all the baggage no it takes away all like the what takes away it what's the it? abstinence okay abstinence. like it takes away all of the um feelings like you know you're liable to say anything while you're having sex like i didn't say some crazy things to you before oh I was about to say, what you know what why are we talking about what you said? No, 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 no. Like, like when you're having sex, you can say anything. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? You can feel anything. And while you're like that drunk, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and so you may want a baby in that instant, but then not want a baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you just never know. Uh, and I just feel like it's, it's more self-control. Like, I'm not committed to you because of anything that you give me right mm -hmm. like it's everything that i get as a result of being with you like who i am because of you type thing mm -hmm. like i'm committed to the idea of you and i'm committed to you mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not just committed to your body mm -hmm. you know what i mean like i'm committed to your mind your growth your heart like every part of you not just what you'll lend to me mm -hmm. you know what i mean for a moment and I think, I don't know, I think that's what, you know, we struggle with, you know what I'm saying, like men and women, like we struggle with that when you think about it outside of that context. And it's like, I want this so bad, like I'm willing to do anything to get it. I'm willing to say anything to get it and I'm willing to, you know, I don't know. This person brings up a good point. He goes, 20s and 30s or 40s, it's just very unlikely at that point. I feel like you would have some sexual experience by then. He wrote four more because in the little things you can only comment so many characters. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know which one it starts. I think he says, definitely depends on how old you are. If you are serious with someone from 
high school or college, then definitely it's more realistic. But if you guys are already in the late 20s or 30s when you meet, it's much less likely I feel that y'all are still virgins. <laughs> I also just am more of a principled guy than a legalistic one. Like I'm not a virgin anymore, I'm 22, but I can still practice purity in my life and be pure to whoever I may marry in the future. I'm not saying it's impossible to be a virgin, in your 20s, 30s, or 40s. It's just very unlikely at that point. Yeah, and I feel like that's one thing too. Like, I was very legalistic, so I knew that. I thought if I had sex, then it would just be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would be just going to hell and that's it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and so for those people who are struggling, like wanting to remain pure or running to like be abstinent in a relationship, but it's hard, like, I totally understand that. You know what I mean? And I would hate for you to feel shame or guilt. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because... You, your heart and your desire is to do something, but you are having trouble uh, controlling yourself. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think that is a reason to give up on a relationship or whatever, but it does speak to the characteristics. Mm -hmm. I believe that if I couldn't lead you in our purity, I wouldn't have been able to lead you at all. Yeah. That's just me, though. Mm -hmm. You know, because if, I, if you were just kind of like, yeah, like, if you could get me to do anything and I didn't hold mm. firm to that, like... It would have been unattractive. Yeah. You'd have probably played along with it for a little bit, but mm -hmm. eventually you'd have been like, man, I don't know if I, yeah. I don't know if I trust your leadership. And so that's why I feel like it's interesting for men, like, you sh like if, if, I guess it can be the woman that's like, yo, I don't want to have sex and I think you should respect that. And you're like, okay, cool, I respect that. But to me, I feel like it's more attractive if a man, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yo, like these are my values and my principles <laughs> and this is what I'm doing. And it's not because of who you are. It's because of who I serve, you know what yeah. I mean? And that's what Glenn would say. He's like, I'm not going to hell for nobody. Yeah. That's what you used to tell me. And I was just, I was so confused. Cause I was like, I just knew that you weren't a virgin. I was like, man, the way this girl is like, like she knows what she's doing. You know what I'm saying? Like you were just very like, you knew right where to touch me. And but I, I didn't. So... See, that's the thing too. Like I didn't understand the anatomy of a man's body and how like it triggered. Like Glenn had to tell me, dude, like you can't touch me. You can't like touch that. me there, or you can't touch me like that. And it wasn't like I was trying to touch his penis. It was just I don't know. You're losing a lot of vocabulary words. <laughs> you said horny and penis in this podcast. Is that like no? This is fine. Explicit content. It's fine to me. I'm just. Uh, well, we're definitely not kids and family <laughs> anymore. We were under the kids and family thing. Not anymore, though. So it seems like the interesting thing is it seems like on my followers that a lot of them are believers. Um, and so that's interesting to me because, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting. I don't know why it's interesting, but it is. Yeah. Because of the responses that we had, like, because God said so. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and I think that's that's cute. Oh, and this person goes, nah, fam, we grown. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I feel like that's cute, yeah, because God says so, but God says so much, you know what I mean? And are you really are you really about that in every aspect? Um, and, and I'm not, like, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad for just, like, yeah, because that's what God said and that's it. But I honestly feel like, yo, we have to think, we have to think about, like, why we're doing some of the things we're doing. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want you to be like, yeah, I married you because God said so. Like, I wanted, I wanted to be more than that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's practical reasons why I had to be abstinent. Like, I had to not have sex with you. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I wanted to, mm-hmm. for sure. But I definitely, like, it was something that I knew that was like, yo, if I have sex with this woman, I, like, I don't know. I just knew that it was like, it was going to hurt me. It was going to hurt me or you. And I wouldn't be able to lead you. And I think one of the books I read was, um, oh, dang, I forgot the name. For men only. Yeah, for men. No, 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 it wasn't for men only or for women only. It was Emotional Purity. Mm. And then it was um, this other book. That he wrote all these different books about, about like men and purity. Like, it was a whole like line of them. I forget what, they, what it was called. But yeah, like... He'll figure it out and put it in the notes. All right, so the book I'm referring to is called Every Man's Battle and Every Young Man's Battle. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, you know, like what happens when you give yourself away like that and, you know, it's just a lack of leadership. And so I'm actually glad that we didn't have sex. Yeah. And before marriage. And I'm glad. I'm even glad for like the hard years. Me too. I mean, I'm not, but I am. I feel like I should say that. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, I feel like now. You Yeah. It's just. It's just better. It's different. Yeah. Like you, I feel like you appreciate it. I like so enjoy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm just trying to say, but I feel like now, yeah, I appreciate it better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm getting a little embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of want to change the topic now. Yeah. So, oh, do you want to prescribe the book huh? that helped you, that your friend gave you? <laughs> The book that I read was called Morgasms. And the reason, it wasn't by a Christian author, so I'm not like saying, and I'm not saying that I agree with everything that was in the book. So that's why I really didn't want to say the title of it. But um, what it did help is like some nights I was just sitting in bed reading it and then I would start to have conversations with Glenn about stuff. And that was one of the things that we just had a hard time. Like I had a hard time. Yeah, I didn't have a hard time. I couldn't communicate, I couldn't talk. It was embarrassing. It was uncomfortable. It was like, yikes! Why are we talking about this? I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Let's just There's turn so off the shame. lights, do what we do, and not talk about it any other time. <laughs> um, but that book allowed us to start to have dialogue about it. Um, and you, it also helped me to understand my body mm. and different parts of my body that I didn't really even know existed, to be honest with you. Um, and so, it was just. It was a good book for me to read. Yeah, it was freeing. Yeah. I think that's a good post-marriage book. Yeah, I honestly would love to give it as a like bridal shower gift to virgin brides. Or to any bride, really. It's just a good book. It's a good book. Um, and it's, it's like freeing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I wish on our wedding night that I was more patient with you. And I was more, because like, I didn't realize that I had the rest of our lives. I was just thinking about what I, like, Yeah. I was like, yo, I just wore a suit and I had my mom come out and I had this happen and this <laughs> and this. Like, I did, like, it was a lot of- I did all these things. I deserved it. Yeah. Like, you gonna put out. <laughs> Those are my words. But it was very much like, yo, like, I feel like you- Owe me. Owe me. It, what, it wasn't like, oh, though. It was like- you, I don't know, cause I, but I felt like, but I'm also like, I'm also like a pleaser, so I wanted. Oh my gosh, she is. Yeah, 
Shut up. I wanted like you to enjoy yourself. Exactly. So it wasn't I like I wasn't trying to take anything from you. I, I was know. trying to give you something, but you wouldn't let me give it to you. Hey, that's all I was saying. Yeah, you are. You're the one that wanted to talk about this. I didn't want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> so, what was I about to say? I was going to say, so if you could go back, you kind of have alluded to it a little bit. But if you could go back, because I know there are a lot of people, even there might be some women who did not remain abstinent before marriage, but they, married they're right. married a virgin. Like, if you could go back, how would you approach the situation? How would you better prepare me for sex? Oh. And I don't know if that's necessarily your responsibility, but I'm just curious because there are gonna be some people who are listening to this who are literally about to get married next month or something. Or could be like in the same or season. Or right there dealing with it. Sitting there like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> um, what would you, how would you go, what would you say to the 25 year old Glenn David? Yeah, so the 25 year old me, I would say, you have the rest of your life, be patient, relax, you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. And then if I could just whisper something in the, tw in the 25 year, or 23 year old Yvette's ear, <laughs> I would say, how dare you? <laughs> Confuse this man. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, y'all. No, no, I would say, I would say, I don't know. You know what I would say to the 23-year-old Yvette? Like, I just wish that I was more aware of, I don't know. I would say do your research. I would say read the word for yourself. Know what it says about sex. Because um, I think I, a lot of that I was hearing from the church. I was hearing messages from the church, from things I was seeing on TV, from school, from not even from my peers, really. Um, I was just hearing different things, and I didn't actually like dive into scripture myself to see exactly what it said about sex. Like That's a topic that I was like, oh, you just don't do it, you know? And so I'd say do that, and I'd say... Um, really, like, do your research. And I don't know if there's, like, a safe period of time in which you should do that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you should do it, like, after you're engaged. Like, I wouldn't suggest anyone read Morgasms who's... Trying to stay pure? Yeah. Because then they might be curious, okay, like, wait, what well, is that's that? Well, that's Let still required. Like, go see about that thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but I would definitely encourage myself to do a little bit more digging um, in a healthy, appropriate way. You know what? I would definitely have talked to my mom you, or found someone somebody. to talk to. I think that's what it is. I think you probably need a woman mentoring you yeah. and helping you figure out that, those sort of things that you could just be like, because some people's moms is like, look, this is this and 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 this. You got any questions? All right, we'll come back when you got some questions. Like, some people, like, are super involved like that. Um, but other people are kind of like, you know, I don't know. But other, you have to have other women in your life. Because what, what... And men. And men, for sure. So what my parents, I don't know if they realize is that... And this is what I'm realizing as a father is that my kids are going to learn from somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. And either they're going to learn from me or someone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'd rather be the main source of influence there because mm-hmm. I learned from peers. Oh, and I'm um, <laughs> I learned from peers and that jacked me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Anyway, babe, so, how married are you? <laughs> I'm so married that I can see a juicy pimple ready to be popped. But I let you stop me from popping it. That's how married I am. That's good. Okay. I'm so married that you keep making pot roast and I keep tasting it. And year after year. It gets like like Does I feel it like it started though? here and it's go it needs to be here. But after eight years, you're still about here. <laughs> <laughs> you got a long way to go for this pot roast, okay? We still got leftover pot roast sitting at the bottom of the Nuh-uh, fridge. I you threw it away. Way. And she told me she was going to eat it. She doesn't eat leftovers. I do eat leftovers. <laughs> I just didn't eat those leftovers. Yeah, you don't eat leftovers. I did eat those as leftovers. Remember, we had it as leftovers one night. One night. But it could have been like a whole week. Yeah, so we had it, and then five days later, we had it as leftovers. No, it was not five days. Four? Three. But that second night. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the longer it sat in the the juices, it would get more tender. (laughs) See what I'm dealing with over here? (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. That's that's just just how how married we are. are.